0: Welcome to Estrepreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurs and leaders doing business and life God's way. Each week, we discuss biblical and practical tips to improve your mind, business, spirit, relationships, and finances. Listen along as I speak with special guests on how to thrive in all aspects of life. Hi, I'm Edna. Like many of you, I wear many hats. I'm a military wife mother, author, certified John Maxwell business and executive coach, trainer, and founder of Favor and Wealth, where we help the good guys win. So tune in as we bring on the light. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast, where I highlight a man or woman of God doing business and life God's way. I'm excited about today's guest. We have another, um, we have a minister, she's an entrepreneur and she is based in the Netherlands. Now we did practice uh, how to say her city, but I totally butcher it. So I'm gonna have Wendy tell us, Wendy tell us where you're from and tell us a little bit about you, um, your background and what you specialize in. Right. Well,
1: thank you Edna for having me on this uh, podcast. I'm Wendy Wijser from the Netherlands. I live in a small city near Rotterdam uh, called Sliedrecht, um, and um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a pastor, I'm a teacher, and um, I'm specialized in the mental health care industry, mainly with youth and children with several um, disorders, traumas, and uh, a variety of uh, behavior problem- problems. And, um, yeah. yeah yeah you know i i was uh, reading your
0: profile and and you have a pretty interesting story and um you know, a journey i would like to talk about um what made you decide um uh, to start your business so what how was how how did that come about what's your story what what was your passion behind? what drove that you know like hey i'm gonna go ahead and and start a home for um, you know, for mental health and all those things for the young people.
1: Yeah, like one of the desires that I would had is um, what, drives, what drives me is that I love to empower people. I love to invest in people and I want to see the results. I want it to be lasting. And I've been working in youth care and mental health care industry for some time. And um, of course you see clients, they come and they go, but I always had this kind of feeling that um, you sort of you you start something, but when they go back home, the next time they come, you have to start all over again. Mm. So that's actually what made me decide to start a, a yeah a group home facility where I get twenty four seven care and treatment to um, a variety of children. And there as supervised twenty four seven. They're under my care twenty four seven. That means I can invest long term in their lives. They grow up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's why I decided to take this kind of step to uh, start this family group home.
0: So, how many um, kids do you have right now? In the group? Right now, I have six children that are living here. Wow. And all different ages. What are their age groups?
1: Um, the youngest just turned 10 in February, and the eldest is 18. He will be moving out on Tuesday. And You're then right- you, I will come in.
0: You, you know, that takes, you know, you have, you must have a call for it, because, yeah, because a lot of, you probably have a lot of patience, a lot of grace, and a lot of all of these things, now, wh- what was it about, you know, I know you said you want to help people, and, and put, a, I mean, did you, was it something that you've always known as a child, that, you know, I, I want to, you know, start a home for other people, what, what's your story behind it, like, because a lot of time, I mean, this is a lot of hard work, you know, to build what I kind of call like transition homes almost, right? Where, you know, yeah. you put like foster kids, I, I, I've I, had clients that started on um, foster homes um, for, for um, specific age groups. Now, it looks like your age group, is it mostly like preteens or do you do younger children or do you stick to a sweet spot?
1: Um. Yeah, I have children mostly between maybe seven and twenty-three years old. Well, young adults as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, around those ages. And um, uh, go ahead. Oh no. Yeah, you were asking about like why did I specifically chose sure. um to do this? Is that um in my work what I've seen, especially children living in in um. Um, a youth care facility uh, or institution, they have so many different group care uh, leaders, like they work eight hours and then there's the next one and the next one. Yeah. And are they still have attachment issues. And so they cannot rely on just one person. They can love, they can cherish. They know the person is never going to leave. And often you see they get a new job or they switch from position. So they have another one and it, it really damages the children. So um, for me here, I do have people working here, but I'm their main uh, person. They just know I am their state haven. Uh, I'll never leave them. I stick with them no matter what happens. You know, I I won't give up on them. Even if one of my coworkers will leave, I'll stay. And I think that is really important, you know, to give them that base of security that they are cared for, that they are loved. And that's really what's missing in, in most of the youth care institutions
0: now do they call you what do they call you they call you miss wendy mom it depends
1: on 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 the uh, um, the 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 need of the child Uh Uh, sometimes the mother is out of the picture so then the child might have the need so i do have two girls that call me mama um and some other ones they call me their second mother or they just call me wendy or when they feel like you know being cozy they might change to mom, or so they give you different names. But for to me, it's all fine whether it's Wendy or Mama. I'm there for them.
0: Oh, I love it. So it sounds like you have boys and girls in your
1: in your home. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Now I I understand you're single, so you're not married. Don't have any kids. Yeah.
1: True. I'm single, no biological children. Yes. So
0: how about when you get married and you do have kids, what are you going to do? Continue and, and still
1: That's the question that the children ask me, What if the husband comes? And they all yeah. know you have to pass through them before they can get before the guy can get <laughs> to me, you know? So there are my body going. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. I love it. Well, that's so good. Um, so you know, I love your passion, you know, for kids and um tell me let's talk a little bit about you your your spiritual journey how did you come to know jesus
1: um i grew up with um a mother that served the lord um he came to christ when i was about two years old my father he never uh, came to christ um but my mother she was really passionate so that way we grew up with the word but um I really made a decision a lasting decision that until now when i was about 19 years old when i returned back to the lord and um my life to christ and um yeah up to now still serving the lord that's great and
0: um there's your there's, do you live like is your mother still in the netherlands as well or are you guys you okay you do so she must be and
1: she's a very important pillar in in this group home as well. Oh, good! I was
0: gonna say she must be very proud of you. <laughs> she must be very proud of you, what you're doing, and, yes, and you know, like I said, you know, I think I I have a heart for the next generation as well, um, just because I feel like you know they're the most vulnerable, um, because you know a lot of adults are um, set in their ways, They're grown folks, and this next generation, you know, they. I unfortunately, this is how I feel. Like I feel like the generation before the the condition of society is because the generations before didn't really do a good job in passing down the you know, the values and the things that yeah. you know. And I hate to say, and I'm one of the things about um, about this podcast is I like to speak truth and I like to speak encouragement with love, obviously no judgment, but with love. Yeah. But at the same time, like we have a responsibility as the one leading next generation. Yeah. To That's be a good true. example and be a light and sh- share truth and share God and, and and discipline you know and and also I think we need to have discernment and be sensitive to the needs yeah. of the next generation.
1: That's true.
0: Because I think a lot of us and at least when I when I mentor um, young women, um, high school and college students, um, my program's called Entrepreneur for those who, um, young women who are interested in entrepreneurship. A lot of them, you know, it doesn't matter. If they come from a wealthy family, if they come from, uh, you know, um, um, the public housing, all kinds of them, they all seem like they're kind of dealing with the similar challenges, which is, you know, their identity for one. Number two is like, they feel kind of like hopeless almost as if there's no direction whatsoever because they're getting pulled so many things. And so I just have, you know, I just kudos to you, Wendy, because I really think, you know it's really needed that we we have to stop worrying about you know yeah we could build our dreams and build our pockets and yeah. buy the fancy houses and all that fun stuff but at the end of the day you know we need to build a stronger foundation for the next generation right so um, they could I go into that. it you know and um and so you know i really 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 admire that about you now uh, can you tell me um when you started your business or or your group when when was that? Like, how long ago was that? And um, talk to us about, you know, your first um, step towards entrepreneurship. Like, how was it? Like, did God tell you, I need you to do this. And you just like, were excited about doing it. Talk to us about that journey when you're like, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to go ahead and do this. How old were you? And you know, the whole, the, the little bit of a background of what, what launched your business. Well, in and-
1: 2009 I migrated back uh, to the Netherlands I've been like to ministry school and doing missions and uh, I migrated back to the Netherlands and um, so getting settled, I sort of um, started working freelance. so it was already a little bit towards business and then in 2011, I took the curse and I registered a business but at the time I was only doing like training and giving courses but in school and I was working with children and I was studying, I was working different jobs, and I was in ministry, I I had a lot on my plate, and in 2015, I sort of changed my business in what it is now, Um, and then in um, 2016, I really felt like um, God was leading leading me out of my part-time job. I was still working part-time next to it and um, I was still like starting up a whole new uh, direction uh, like with the family group home that I, I just had set up and um, I only had one client at that moment. So I really had, I had to take a big step in faith to quit my job, you know, to trust God that everything was going to be okay. And um, so um, as I decided to uh, to quit my job in agreement with what I felt in my heart that I had to do, um, after that, um, I got in like three more clients and so by the time that I received my last pay, that there was the ending December in 2016 and January 2017, two more clients moved in. So everything was covered. It's like just goal was probably a few steps ahead of me. Um, but, because I already had taken a step in faith that I was going to quit my job, I just have seen God's faith when it's God's proficient, got, got proficient throughout this whole journey. Mm,
0: I love that. I love that you see God's sovereignty and just his favor yeah. when you obey and be like, okay, yes, Lord, I'll do it. So were you scared
1: at all? Were you excited?
0: Like, no, were you, you excited? Were
1: really. It was a bit like, of course, you had a kind of security for some time, you know, like, because um, there's so many expenses when you you, yeah, you start a new branch with your business. And um, I only had one client, so I didn't have much to rely on. But at the same time, I had that assurance inside of me that it was going to be okay. If God brought me this far. You know, he wouldn't allow me to fail. So I really, that was really the thing that kept me going.
0: No, I love that. I love that. Now, I understand, and we all know this. Entrepreneurship isn't uh, always, you know, beautiful sunshine and and <laughs> flowers and everything. There comes challenges, and there comes struggles, um, or even setbacks. Can you, can you give us an example of a challenge that you experienced,
1: and how did you overcome it? Um, it's really to to say. I'm really thinking now. You know, there have been so many challenges. <laughs> um. Like, um, well, like the one that I really like, um, and at the same time, it's actually a testimony, and all of them that I've overcame, you know, that, that those are testimonies. But it was for me to get a house because um, for me to start that group home and to have like a place for the children to live, I needed a bigger house, and I really needed a house. I was living in a small, rented, I think, three bedroom apartment at a time, but it was not suitable, you know, to. Um, to start what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, but I was a student and I was working part-time so all the type of houses I, w- I was actually I was looking for were out of my league basically right. out of my league financially out of my league as a student and I was just like Lord and I think for about a year I have been searching for a house and I've been, I've been praying I was like I cannot start you know I'm ready to start but I need a house and but to get the house I actually need finance or I need a certain income that you can at least show your 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 numbers that they for the past three years or something for the bank to say hey, we're going to give you a mortgage i i just felt like okay god has promised me a house and so in faith i kept on looking and whenever i saw a house and i felt like okay i love this kind of house i just went for it i was like i have nothing to lose you know the worst case scenario is you get a no but i have nothing to lose and so I just went for a house I fell in love with. It was a huge detached villa, big backyard, front yard, and I was like, "Wow, in a child-friendly neighborhood, really suitable for what I wanted to do." But then the challenge came: like, how am I going to get the house? Yeah. Um. So um so i just went and i um i prayed uh to god you know for a certain strategy and i just went to negotiate and within a few months i got the house and i was like shocked and even people till today ask me like how did you get the house some people you already have their businesses they they have a partner even they ask me how did you get the house and the more I have people approaching me with that question the more i realize how favored i am and how god opened this amazing door and from the time i started living here there's not one month that i failed to pay my mortgage everything came in time when i was one week in the house i got received the first phone call for the first client to move in and it kept on going when i quit my job next clients came in so god provided for everything
0: that's so good that's so good um but I'm sure that there is also uh, your part in that what I mean by that is a lot of times people think that um you know because I'm a believer God's gonna provide I'm sure no. I was gonna say when he wanted to walk through you know you know you, the discipline everything you had to do on no. your end to ensure no. that you were in line with what God was telling
1: you no. and
0: yeah, go ahead, Wendy.
1: Yeah. Um, before I even moved to the house and um, I um, and I was planning on on starting this group home, one of the things that God was leading me into was like, hey, Wendy, you need to pay off your debts. If you don't pay off your debts, if you're not preparing, I won't be able to take you further. So I really had to um, uh, yeah, to to um, to make a decision to um to prepare myself like hey god i'm going to pay off that and as i started doing that i even saw that being canceled and you saw things falling into place and certain sort of things needed to be in place before god could move me to the next level and so i really need, needed to align myself with the will of god in that area to settle my finances first even though there weren't there, were, there wasn't much at that time but with what i had i needed to handle it well because if i couldn't handle the little how was that
0: going to be increased? Really mm-hmm. So good, and that's the thing. And, and and I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I think um, sometimes we have this assumption that okay, got home started a business, but then a lot of times it's he ha- there's some preparation that's involved prior yeah, for definitely. the full launch. And if you guys are not seeing progress, if you're not seeing the overflow, there might be some things that God is still telling you to finish and complete before he opens the gates of heaven so that you will be prepared to receive the abundance, you know, that that God is going to give you. You God is a God of order. He never wants to give his children anything that we cannot handle. And if we don't have the proper systems in place, we don't have the proper wisdom in place. I and mean, there's all kinds of things that we would if we don't pass the character tests, right? There's another thing too, you don't wanna get pride get in the way. There's so many things, uh, you know? And that's the difference I think between um, the wealth that god gives and versus what the enemy gives because what yes. you'll find is the wealth that god gives and the scriptural says comes with no sorrow Yeah,
1: yeah that's right.
0: whereas the entrepreneurs of the world yeah they may have lots of money but a lot of times there's a lot of sorrow with it yeah. you know but our god is faithful he is all-knowing and he knows what he's doing so just submit to the process, (laughs) submit to the journey. And obviously, Wendy, your obedience um, has proven um, itself because of the fruits that you're bearing right now for the world to see. So what's next for you? Like, as far as your business goes, like, what is the goal? What is the vision? Are you planning on launching out more homes? Are you just going to, you know, stay in Netherlands? I mean, what is, what has God showed you about where he's taking you?
1: Um, right now, um, I've been expanding my team with expertise and um, to have like more opportunities and um, so we're now actually planning on working together with youth prison because mm. there are a lot of young people that come out of youth prison and they cannot go back home and actually they just end up in nowhere and end up back in prison. So mm. we want to do a preparation, uh, with youth prison um so we're still in the process um of that and um to start a certain home to if they get out of prison they have a place to go to
0: I love that and I'm glad that you're not afraid and you're not scared or anything oh, I need like
1: to me. work with those kinds of people
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, I it's funny because I volunteer I worked with a lot of inmates you know and when they're like I remember the first time when my mom because I was you know I was busy be I was always preoccupied doing this before I got married and before I have kids I was just you know out there conquering the world and um, she texted me she's like hey what are you doing I was like I'm going to prison I said that like that was just a short text I'm going to prison and my mom was like what, what you're going to prison (laughs) because I was volunteering there and was coaching these inmates about entrepreneurship and writing business plans and all these things but you know there's there's and I think and what I love about what you're doing Wendy is you're doing what Jesus told us to do was to go after those that the church has forgotten, the rejected, those that have been neglected. You know, a lot of times we like to go, I mean, when I say we, I'm telling entrepreneurs like to go for those with money, those that can give, get, give, get, you know, help them with whatever it is or things. But there's something about when you're caring for the things that God cares about, your reward will come from him, yeah. right? And, and when you do that, I believe it gives more glory and more honor to him because the Bible says that if whatever you do for the of these you're doing it for jesus mm-hmm. now let's talk about how you incorporate biblical
1: principles in your business can you give us an example of one um yes um like for example with these children one thing i kept saying also the people around me see uh, the same thing is that i don't treat it just as a business i was that to me it ministry so I am in these children. All these children have given their lives to Christ. they come They usher in church. They, they read the word. They pray. They, they just know their God. And uh, they've seen a lot. They've been with me to conferences. They've been in green rooms with great leaders and men and women of God. And so they've experienced a lot of things. And um. Sometimes even get compliments when I go to a conference and have to minister in front. And they, there's six children sitting in a row. They're like, "Where are these children from?" Oh my God, these children are so well behaved, sitting mean, here just while their mother is in front. So they are so doing so well in this area. And also to see that transformation in their lives, to just see what God has been doing, like coming in with a mild mental handicap, uh, with an IQ below effort, you know, and now after a few years. They have an IQ above effort or you know, scoring, you know, and the IQ test in an amazing way. Not that I actually believe in all those things, but it's it's like a cognitive growth that you see in their lives, you know, when their environment changes, you just see such a transformation and traumas being healed and them feeling lost and cared and just know, like, hey, someone is holding on to me and not letting me go. And also knowing that there is a God, you know, that loves them and that cares for them. And that's so beautiful to see.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't even, I mean, I'm just, just hearing it, just making my heart burst of, you know, just grateful, just, just, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Now, do you, um, do you guys like, how do you help them with their, you know, with their, um, with their trauma or, or all these things? Are you like trained in that area or is it just something yes. you are? Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. And not in all areas and, and what I'm not specialized in, um, then we have psychologists and other ones that, uh, there are different fields they need treatment in. Um, so we have different uh, uh, specialized people that we can hire to, um, to get the treatment. Oh,
0: wonderful. And do they feel like, um, as far as the environment of the home, like do they eat together? Like, is it like, a, like, like a, kind of like an extended family
1: almost already? Yes. Yes, we really function like a family, yeah. Oh, that's so, so good. That you see that my kids are like, one is white, one is light-skinned. <laughs> they know they're probably not biological brothers and sisters, but um, but we really function like a family. So my family is also their family. My uncles, aunties, they're also their uncles and aunties. Wonderful. That's so great. I'm,
0: that, that This just makes me so happy. Um, Can you give it a... Uh, a wisdom nugget to maybe a struggling entrepreneur right now, someone who uh, might be facing a challenge, what advice would you give them?
1: Um, To be focused and to be consistent. Uh, Because if you cannot um, see your future through your challenges, then you will get discouraged and Mm -hmm. um, you will feel like giving up. But once you are focused on the goal, once you're focused on the end, no matter what challenge comes your way, you won't be able to get distracted. You won't you get your eyes on the prize and you continue going despite what's happening, knowing that you'll get there.
0: Amen to that. Um, what is your personal mantra? What do you
1: live by? Um, Like it, when I say it in a professional sense, then I would say that, um, that I would say yes to the challenge and no to giving up if I say it in a spiritual sense, I will say that God didn't bring me this far to have me still in the end. No matter what I go to, God didn't didn't give me this house to have me still to pay my mortgage. God didn't give me this child to not being able to help it, you know, to make it uh, flourish. So that's always the phrase that keeps me going.
0: So good. Can you say that one more time? What the saying is?
1: God didn't bring me this far to have me still in the end.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. And that is so true. But it seems like there's just like, it's too much. It's not too much. He knows exactly what he needs to fix it. Yeah. Now, can you tell me if you were to look back at your journey? Um, so you opened your, um, your, um, your home since 2015. Is that correct? 2015. So it's been six years now. Um, what would you say the one thing that you did that changed the growth trajectory of your business?
1: Um, I, actually, I keep studying and I, I keep like professionalizing myself and getting more degrees and getting, uh, getting more opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think especially also like the expertise that I have uh, on board that is able to, um, to give the children what they need, um, which is really important to have different people in your team with a different type of expertise. So that you can have a broad uh, uh, offer that you can, uh, yeah, offer that you can give to these children.
0: So good, so good. Now, I did remember reading in your profile that you know how to speak Mandarin Chinese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what? Why are you studying Chinese? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, that is really funny. Like I never knew I have something with languages until I started in ministry. That I knew that wherever country I'm in, I'm just picking up languages very easy. Uh, same with Spanish. I just wanted to be able to preach in Spanish. He wouldn't know that no time was able to preach in Spanish. And um, a couple. Did of you say you ago,
0: preach in Spanish?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow, I'm Spanish and I don't even know how to speak Spanish. That's <laughs> and yeah. in Chinese, yeah.
1: So a couple of months ago, I um really felt a burden all of a sudden for for China for Asia, and I fell in love with the language, and I just started. Just you know, like I took a super step of faith, Lord. Right? I'm just going to learn this language. No tutor, no teaching, no following course. No, not necessarily reading a book uh, by learning it, but just learning it by just hearing it and listening to bilingual sermons, uh, songs, wow. just different ways. Same way I learned Spanish. And within no time, actually, like I'm like, whoa, this thing is really, hard. this thing was this easy. Um, then I noticed I hearing people that are learning Chinese for years. and like, hey, we're at the same level. How is that possible? I'm only it for like a couple of months. <laughs> oh my God. So I just sort of noticed, like, I'm picking it up quite quick. And I, I definitely believe that's a gift that God has given me. And I believe that I will be able to minister in, in those areas that God has given me. Yeah, that God makes me learn this language for a certain reason. and uh, I got connected with churches in Singapore, Taiwan, the underground churches, like places I, would, I didn't even know that they were there or churches that they would even exist. So a lot of doors are opening. So I really, I don't know, God is definitely going to take me on a journey to Asia.
0: I love that. I love that. And, you know, for those of you guys who don't understand Mandarin Chinese and the writing, okay, do, under, hearing and speaking that, but the writing, even being able to, you know, all the different characters that
1: they... Do you know how to write Chinese? No, only a few characters. I'm so, remaining focusing now on the speaking and the listening. Okay. And if they do the writing. yeah.
0: Oh, okay, because I was going to say, man, you are brilliant. <laughs> um, I understand you have a uh, master's degree as well. Is that yes. correct? Um, and so you have a lot of accomplishments. Um, um, if people are interested in connecting with you, um who's your audience like what what type of people do you work with um as far as you know is you have a sweet spot on like I know you speak you speak you know you're a minister as well um what I guess what it what is your sweet spot as far as who you like to work with and who where you like to go I mean it sounds like you like to go everywhere but like if you were to pick you know just a common um challenge that they may be facing. This is a type of, so that you're able to, you have an anointing for that area. What would that be?
1: Um, I'm working a lot uh, with women. Um, I also like the um, the director of training and mentoring for women's ministry and in the Netherlands. Um So, and even now we're doing like, you know, a like lot with entrepreneurs and training people, you know, with biblical principles. So whenever, like, even like, um, women that are Christian women that are in ministry or uh, feel like starting something up. Um, no, I, I definitely know that I can empower them and uh, yeah pass my passion on to them and the testimonies um, that it will stir up their faith.
0: Got it, got it. Now how can they get a hold of you, Wendy? Like um start a website,
1: social media, like what what's the best way? I think the best way um um yeah, see Facebook to connect with me. Um, like Wendy Weyers, you can find me on Facebook, and our ministry page is Igniting Fire Ministry.
0: Love it, love it, and we're gonna put all that in the description. And I always like to end with this, Wendy. Do you have any regrets? If you look back in your life, do you have any regrets? And if so, what is it?
1: do I don't have any regrets, um that's a good
0: question (laughs) (laughs) I always like asking them and everyone's like whoa Whoa. you know yeah well
1: two of the things I think I've wasted some time here and there um, and I could have done things sooner and faster Mm -hmm. but at the same time looking back it made me who I am, it formed me in a certain way. And at least I can encourage other younger women or my younger generation, like, hey, don't waste time. What is called cool to go for it, you know? And um yeah, to not just focus on things that that are worthless, but just go for the goal. And yeah, so yeah, so we wait I waited quite some time. Oh you did, yeah. Myself. yeah, I really wasted time and it's it, I think in the past five years i started to find the real me so it took me quite some time
0: was it mostly distractions or was it just you know you're on
1: the wrong things yeah i think also maybe a little bit of any healing I've, I've been through a lot and then you sort of have a tough shell and yeah. uh, you can handle anything and you just go through everything until, you know, God started touching certain parts in your life and you're like, okay, hold on. I didn't even know it was there. Okay. I mm-hmm. never knew that. I, I, you know, like that, that um, certain things in my past, that were still like um, having a certain influence on, on, on my life and how I feel certain things. And when I started opening up, I became much more vulnerable. And then I needed to learn how to deal with the vulnerable within me. I was always a strong woman, you know, I always go for it and. I wouldn't, you know, like retreat and never surrender. <laughs> That's vulnerable be now. And then even on stage, I was always like, oh, I go over it. And now when I felt vulnerable, I had to go on stage and then you always feel like you were almost naked, you know, when you then stand on stage, <laughs> like, oh my God, everyone can see my flaws now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I, I, so I learned to, to just be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not always be okay. It's okay sometimes to not know what to do and um yeah so I'm, I'm happy that um yeah i'm happy with that new version of me
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's out of our comfort zone and yeah amazing and the bible says if you humble yourself you know, before him he will be the one to lift you up right I'm, I'm, and, uh, and it's okay and you're right like i think a lot of times the difference between you know the world and what we're supposed to be the difference between the world and the church or the body of Christ is we're supposed to be able to share our testimonies okay. and talk about the weaknesses. Remember the Bible says Paul said, you know, in my weakness his strength was made perfect. And so, you know, God is so um he's honored by that because that means we're yeah. humble enough to be like, okay, Lord, you know, this is what I'm struggling with. People, this is what I'm struggling with. You're not alone. Um and you could be an encouragement to others. Now I do have to say I know, I said I was going to end, but you know, you're single, what are you looking for in a man? I mean, are you dating anybody? What's your type? I'm not dating anybody. Um, I'm really surprised. You're beautiful. You're smart. So I'm just like, huh, you just don't have time to date or you just, you haven't met the right
1: one yet. Um, I haven't really been focused on dating. That's true. Um, and also I haven't met the one yet. But if I'm the to one, that definitely must be, must be someone that loves God, first and foremost, and um, that loves children because of the work that I'm in, and um, someone who is strong enough to lead, but also soft, soft enough to care. Mm,
0: so good. So good. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed um, our conversation, Wendy. Can you Thank take you. a minute or so to just pray for our listeners and whatever
1: God puts in your heart? Amen. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for all our listeners here, God, that are hearing the word, God, and I ask you, Lord, to stir up their faith, God, to stir up, God, that what you played inside of them, all that potential, God, that it will come out of them, God, that it will not keep it in, Lord, whatever you call them to do, dreams, God desires that they have got to ask to go to to tra- to draw it out god, to draw it out god even though they think maybe it's too late or i'm already this age or i'm still in this area or my business went bankrupt lord i ask you lord God, that you will empower them, God, even today, Lord, that they will know it's not too late, God. You can do anything, God. If you call them, God, what you started, you can finish it in them, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, that as they hear this, God, and hear, listen to this podcast, God, oh, God, they will know, God, how to move on from, from this moment on, God, that they will take a piece of paper, they will take their laptop and start typing, start making plans, God, and start running with it. You so shall write your vision down, make it playing up on table and that he that read it may run with it God and ask you God that it won't just be an idea but they'll be able to make it plain and they'll be able to run with it thank you for their lifestyle in Jesus name
0: amen 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 well I hope you guys were blessed by her testimony her journey and have taken some wisdom nuggets that you could apply to your life today remember God's ways are always the best ways, and yeah it might take a little bit longer, or you don't, you, it's not a shortcut. A lot of times, a lot of times it's, you know, it is take some process of preparation, but it's always worth the wait because God is a giver of perfect gifts. Every good and perfect, it comes from him. And so, you know, rest in that, rest in his promises. Wendy, it was an honor to have you. I look forward mm-hmm. to hearing more amazing testimonies from you um, and keep up the good work. And I'm also praying for your future husband. Because and I think man, it's time man. because the work you're doing, oh, <laughs> the, the work you're doing requires a helpmate as well. You know, and you, you're helping for mm-hmm. them. And I, there's, I, I remember when I was single and when I'm married and being married, you know, yeah, you don't have as much freedom because you have to take care of your family and everything, but you can conquer so much and do more when there's two of you versus yeah. just one. So um, I would definitely be in agreement with you with that. All right, okay. guys, until next time, tune in for another episode of the as Entrepreneur podcast, um, where I highlight men and women with God doing business and life his way. Um, until next time, keep shining. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Estapreneur. Make sure to visit our website, favorandwealth.com, for more information on our services. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help me out too. Also check out my book, The Ugly Side of Sales, available on Amazon, where I share seven of my secrets on how to win and grow business the right way. Until next time, keep shining.